John Mark Joe about hate truth is Fieldpod.com. The week in Georgia, in English, coming to you from the Lower Hate in San Francisco, California. Today is the 13th of December, 2018, holiday season. On this date in 1818, ecumenical patriarch Cyril VI of Constantinople resigns after only nine months in this position. Trying to get a little too ecumenical, I guess. 1960, the Imperial Bodyguards and a disillusioned governor unsuccessfully attempt to overthrow Ethiopian Emperor Haile Selassie while he was away on a state visit to Brazil. At least 300 people are killed in the ensuing conflict. 1967, King Constantine II of Greece is forced to flee the country after a poorly planned counter-coup against the military junta who had taken control that April. CZ by Costa Gavras. Great movie. 1974, Malta declares itself a republic with a president replacing Queen Elizabeth II as head of state. 1981, the communist government of the People's Republic of Poland declares martial law in an effort to combat pro-democracy movements, particularly solidarity. 2002, the European Union announces that Cyprus, Czech Republic, Estonia, Hungary, Latvia, Lithuania, Malta, Poland, Slovakia, and Slovenia will join the union in 2004, the biggest expansion ever. 2003, the ex-president of Iraq, Saddam Hussein, is captured by American military operation Red Dawn in what they always call a spider hole, I don't even know what that is, in the town of Ad-Dawar. Birthdays are, in 1830, feminist writer Matilda Fibiger, the first female telegraph operator in Denmark, and in 1864, German-American woodcarver Emil Seidel, who would have become the first socialist mayor of the America, who would later become the first socialist mayor of an American city, Milwaukee. Orthodox Church celebrates King of Georgia, St. Vachtang Gorgasale, on this day. He ruled at the end of the 5th century. The beginning of the 6th is known for founding a bunch of monasteries, including one in Jerusalem, as well as the city of Tbilisi. He is the guy waving in front of the Matehi Church that you can see from across the river from uh, Medani. I'm your host, Mark Weller. If you'd like to comment on the form or ask a question, go to tbilpod.com or send us an email at tbilpod, T-B-L-P-O-D, at gmail.com. On the 7th, the Constitutional Court struck down a ruling banning the sale of agricultural land to foreigners, temporarily, legally permitting, until the new Constitution goes into effect on the 16th, with Salome Zudabashvili's inauguration as president. The ruling triggered fears by ultranationalists, that foreigners were going to buy up land during the week, so they rallied outside of Tbilisi Public Service Hall on the 10th and 11th, blocking the entrance. One attendee, Alliance of Patriots M- MP Lunatic Adamarshania, said that by its ruling, the Constitutional Court had stabbed the Georgian nation and our state in the back. Justice Minister Ted Lukiani commented in response, noting that no foreigners had tried to register land purchases on Monday. Some European expats expressed interest in testing the ruling by going to the public service hall, or in one case by having a Georgian family member transfer land to the Europeans' name during the period. Not currently known if any of that succeeded. Let us know if you did. Um, The concern about land purchasing is obviously based on xenophobia and Islamophobia and is aimed more at Turkish Indian Arab buyers rather than Russians or Europeans, in case anybody had any doubts. Foreign policy reported that the government of Georgia has rejected the choice of career diplomat Bridget Brink as the next U.S. ambassador. She served two previous terms in Georgia's foreign service officer, was rejected for apparently being too sympathetic to the former president, Mikhail Sakhachvili. She has been connected with Georgia for a long time, knows the place well, 
and has no particular attachment to Misha or his team, other than having met with them a bunch during her official duties when they were in power. She is a very good and very obvious choice for U.S. Ambassador to Tbilisi. Georgian government has denied that it vetoed her or tried to veto her, although the information that they did try to do that is quite solid. So let's see. If time passes and somebody else ends up as ambassador, it'll be pretty clear that they did. If she ends up as ambassador, then smart of them to have stepped back from this. A few stuff about this. Brink knows the deal with Georgia and the region well. And the Kremlin would not want that. The position of U.S. ambassador to Tbilisi is an important one because a good one can do lots for U.S.-Georgian relations. So, as always, the Kremlin's goal is to get somebody, anybody, who is stupid and incompetent, like Trump. There aren't many people in the U.S. State Department at this level who are stupid and incompetent, so they would want somebody who is the DCM in New Zealand or something like that. The other thing is this shows the grudge-bearing of the Otsneba leadership, and we all know who, who we mean by that. It also shows how little the, and I say with air quotes, Otsneba leadership cares about U.S.-Georgian relations, which is not a good thing for Georgia. In the end, Trump is so worried about impeachment and jail right now, and Pompeo is just trying to stay out of the news. So there's a very real possibility that the Auckland DCM may end up with this job. Sad. Government and Cartu uh, Bank's Cartu Fund launched a website on the 10th where debtors um, can check their status of their debts with six banks, including Bank of Georgia, Liberty Bank, and TBC Bank. Their debts will be written off between the 15th and 31st, showing an election period announcement, following an election period announcement by the government of the deal with Cartu to buy and forgive bad debts. This announcement, announcement concerned international and local political observers who perceived it as blatant vote buying. In his announcement of the site, Prime Minister Mabuka Bakhtadze noted the allegations, saying that political opponents tried but failed to cast a, sh cast a shadow on this initiative. The United Opposition, an 11-party opposition coalition led by the United National Movement, has filed a lawsuit with the Tbilisi City Court calling for the annulment of the presidential runoff due to alleged vote bribing by the Zurabashvili campaign. The election code provides for the cancellation of candidacies that have been found to have bought votes. Grigal Vashadze, the coalition candidate, said that the, uh, if Tbilisi court rules against them, they plan to take the case to the European Court of Human Rights. Ho, ho, ho. The coalition also called for the prosecution of Prime Minister Bakhtadze and Tbilisi Mayor Kachikaladze, also for vote buying in relation to the Kartu Fund debt relief deal. United Opposition is also planning a large-scale protest for the 16th to coincide with Zurabashvili's inauguration at Tel Aviv, as well as smaller rallies in Tbilisi and other cities. Amisha Facebook post also encouraged people to protest the new puppet president. On the 6th, Parliament new rules of procedures for the institution with 77 votes in favor and two against. The two no's were both Otsneba MPs, while European Georgia, United National Movement, the Alliance of Patriots all declined to participate in the vote. The new rules were created with the intention of changing the current parliamentary norms, which are apparently tailored to rapid lawmaking that fails to ensure high-quality work and to strengthen oversight, especially of defense and security. The new rules also move all parliamentary function back to Tbilisi from Kutaisi. Prime Minister now will report on government progress annually. In June, parliamentary committees and factions will only be able to summon government officials to plenary sittings with a one-third vote instead of the previous one-fifth. However, 
Groups of seven MPs down from the previous ten will have the power to send written questions to government agencies and officials who then have to appear before Parliament to respond. Committees can also summon officials to committee hearings, which the opposition has criticized as limiting the function of factions as they won't be able to summon ministers anymore. Committees tend to be dominated by the ruling party, whereas factions can be any group of at least six MPs. Previously, the majority-minority or a parliamentary faction could call for a debate, but now at least one-fifth of MPs must request one. In general, these are not such a great set of changes, although some, some of them are somewhat positive. It's just too bad they didn't do, negotiate with the opposition. Deputy Par uh, Parliamentary Speaker Tamar Chugashvili says that the new rules of procedure will make the legislative process more dynamic and more interesting, and that she expects more frequent visits of government officials to the parliament. European Georgia member of parliament, Sergei Kapanadze, said that his party refused to participate in the vote and give the illusion of participation uh, when Otsneva had rejected all the opposition's recommendations. Procedure is quite important, mm -hmm. and it's really too bad that they, uh, they did not discuss these with the, uh, with the opposition. Outgoing President Georgi Margvelashvili's son-in-law, Mindia Gogi Choudhury, was arrested during a Tbilisi special operation on the night of the 6th. He's being charged with possession of weapons and hiding a crime, while a friend of his was arrested for attempting to seriously injure people. Bulletproof vest was found inside the apartment. Two guns were found in the street, where Gogi Choudhury and his friends had apparently thrown them from an apartment. A fight between the Alliance of Patriots, Irma Inashvili, Otsneba's Zaza Papuashvili, and UNM's Nika Melia, after Melia described the presidential election as bloody and marred by large-scale violence. Multiple MPs were removed from the floor. Afterwards, Inashvili said it would probably be better to beat these criminals once and for all. The State Audit Office announced that during the entire election period from the 1st of August through November 28th runoff, Salome Zurbashvili raised 79% of all campaign donations, worth 11 million lani, while her runoff competitor Bashadze raised 13%, or uh, 1.8 million lari. The remaining 18, sorry, 8% was raised by many other first-round candidates, especially Dato Bakradze. Two Otsneba MPs proposed an amendment on the 6th to the Law on Civil Service, which would change the status of presidential administration staff from civil servants to administrative personnel. At the moment, over 80% of the staff are career civil servants hired permanently. The remaining staff are temporary political appointees and technical staff. The presidential administration was already expecting to be cut from 102 people to 60, but the removal of civil servants was new and unexpected. The Georgian Young, the Georgian Young Lawyers Association and the Institute of Development of Freedom of Information say that the change, if passed, goes against government policy, damages Georgia's commitment to the EU, and may go against constitutional protections for employees while risking the establishment of an effective, sustainable, politically neutral civil service. Public defender Nino Lomjadia also expressed concern, noting that the, constitutional, the Constitution protects people from arbitrary dismissal. The head of Markvelashvili's administration, Georgi Abbasishvili, called the move cowardly, treacherous, clearly discriminatory and any constitutional. Several Otsneba members also came out against the change, including former Deputy Justice Minister Alexandre Baramidze. Defense Minister Levani Soria presented his annual report on, on the ministry and their priorities for the upcoming year. 
This year, the military spent 20% of their budget on acquiring military equipment, which is a first for Georgia and in line with NATO standards. The ministry's main goals are strengthening defense readiness and increasing NATO interoperability, principally aimed at deterrence and territorial defense. He said that a new national defense strategy, strategy will be announced in 2019 and that there were plans to reorganize the military and increase the autonomy and mobility of individual units. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo called President-elect Zudovashvili to congratulate her and invite her to visit the U.S. soon. US, the NATO Secretary General Special Representative for the Caucasus in Central Asia, James Apatharai, visited Georgia on the 12th, meeting with Prime Minister Bakhtadze, uh, Foreign Minister Zaldikiani, Defense Minister Izoria, and Zudovashvili, Opposition Presidential Candidate Vashadze, and civil society organizations. He gave a public lecture to a group of students. Foreign Minister Zalkayani spoke about Russian uh, aggression against Georgia and Ukraine at the 25th OSCE Ministerial Council in Milan on the 6th and 7th. While there, he met with the foreign ministers of Albania, Bosnia, Herzegovina, and Netherlands, as well as the director of the OSCE Office for Democratic Institutions and Human Rights, ODIR, and Geneva International Dialogue co-chairs, groups of friends of Georgia, and attended the first uh, Guam-Canada meeting, Guam being Georgia, Ukraine, Azerbaijan, and Moldova. Committee of Ministers of the Council of Europe decided that the Georgian government has proceeded in line with the 2017 European Court of Human Rights ruling on former Prime Minister Von, Prime Minister Vano Medvedevili's pretrial detention case. They found that since Medvedevili's time in pretrial detention is over and he is now imprisoned on a variety of different charges, that there is no evidence he is being held to prevent him. He is being held in order to prevent him from partaking in politics anymore. They do not find it appropriate to call for his release. They also addressed the new Georgian investigation in the 2013 pretrial detention incident and expressed hope that it would look into ways the criminal proceedings may have been impacted and would not involve anyone that could be implicated by the investigation. They added that uh, the prosecution is still in need of more general reforms. Defense Minister Levani Zodia met with French Defense Ministry Florent, Minister Florence Parlay in Paris on the 8th, where they signed a technical agreement on logistics related to the Georgian military's participation in an EU-led military training mission in the Central African Republic. He also met with the President of Foreign Affairs, Defense, and Armed Forces Committee of the Senate and the President of the French Defense Committee of the National Assembly. French police, working with Interpol, Europol and Belgian and Georgian police arrested 10 Georgians and 12 other people of Georgian, Armenian, and Azerbaijani origin in Lyon on the 10th. Two of the Georgians arrested, Mindia Nijaradze and Revaz Siskuria, were accused of being thieves-in-law or mob bosses. The prospects are being charged with repeated group... Uh, the sub. The suspects are being charged with repeated group theft, storage and sale of illegally obtained items, money laundering, and criminal gang membership. So far this year, Georgian police have assisted with efforts to arrest 39 Georgians in the EU. South Ossetia is apparently planning to open an embassy in Syria in 2019. Georgian police asked members of the Georgian activist group Strength in Unity to move a tent that is on the occupation line. For security reasons, Strength in Unity has been active in the same spot near Shita-Kartli village's Atotsi since the 7th of November, where South Ossetian authorities began installing a barbed wire barrier. They refused to request the request of the Georgian police, and after a large number of supporters came from Tbilisi, including protest leaders Azazad Alidze, the police seemed to have dropped the request. 
The activists also held a musical protest on the 8th, singing the Georgian national anthem. An ethnically Azeri Muslim leader, Eldaniz Sadigov, was beaten and hospitalized last Wednesday near Marnauli. Sadigov believes he was attacked for posting a Facebook video criticizing the police for not effectively investigating a case of theft. Foreign direct investment in the third quarter of 2018 was worth 323 million U.S. dollars, down 48 percent from the same period in 2017. Geostat, the National Statistics Office of Georgia, says that the decrease is due to the completion of a pipeline project, transferring of ownership by some companies from non-resident to residential units, the reduction of liabilities for non-resident direct investors. The top areas for foreign investment were manufacturing, transportation, communication, energy. The top five sources of investment were the Netherlands, meaning offshore funds channeled through Dutch law firms, largely from Russia most likely, South Korea, Azerbaijan, Turkey, and Panama, also entirely uh, offshore. For those who are interested, much of that offshore money is uh, Kremlin money. Uh, All Russian money is ultimately Kremlin money. And from other international kleptocrats, one day Georgia and everybody else should develop an ultimate beneficial ownership legislation. Geostat also reports that foreign trade for the first 11 months of 2018 was up 19% from 2017 and was worth seven, uh, sorry, 11 billion U.S. dollars, with exports valued at 3 billion, imports at 8 billion. Prime Minister Bakhtadze presented the government's uh, mountain development strategy uh, for 2019 through 2023. This week on International Mountain Day, their initiative plans to support small medium enterprises, develop farms and cooperatives, help locals develop marketable products, build and re- rehabilitate schools improve roads and four-season tourist infrastructure, upgrade telecommunications, and offer more local government and tourist services. One of the goals of the strategy is to preempt the depopulation of high mountainous regions by making life there more comfortable and economically feasible. He also gave awards to people contributing uh, to the development of mountains and declared a Georgian Mountain Week to be celebrated every uh, every July. He also announced the creation of the Department of Sustainable Development of Mountains of Georgia Technical University. Some aspects of the plan, especially related to road infrastructure, have been criticized by locals and environmentalists for damaging the area's delicate ecosystem and encouraging sustainable levels of tourism. The meme this week is a picture of Zudabashvili with a crowd and a bag of potatoes titled Madame Puree in reference to the sack of potatoes that were allegedly distributed in order to buy votes. No one can explain the meaning of the Doritos in the background behind her, though. If anyone has any idea, let us know. Eurasianet, stuff to read, Eurasianet's Georgi Lomsadze wrote about Georgian officials under fire for appearing in an ad for Russian mayonnaise, noting that in spite of all the geopolitical conflicts that divide them, the post-Soviet peoples are united in their love of the condiment. Although in Georgia they don't put it on pizzas anymore. Good riddance. The spokeswoman for the Defense Ministry, Presidential Administration, and National Revenue Service, all famously, and I quote, easy on the eyes, compared, uh, appeared in a magazine ad for Sloboda Mayonnaise. The officials claimed they were not aware that they were promoting enemy mayonnaise, and one said that they thought the brand was Ukrainian. Another Eurasian Net article looks at South Ossetian and Abkhazian soccer teams in exile, started by refugees from the conflicts that now live in Tbilisi but still hope to someday relocate their teams. FC Gagra and Dinamo Sukhumi 
to Abkhazia and FC Skhingvali to South Ossetia. These teams don't get official support from Georgian soccer, though, due to uh, strict FIFA rules about political engagement. Meanwhile, teams outside the occupied areas have a whole different set of problems related to recognition and funding and are mostly reliant on Russian support. Chaikhana wrote about Greeks in Georgia, many of whose ancestors came to Georgia from Ottoman Turkey in the 1800s, eventually reaching tens of thousands. Many left Georgia for Greece during the 90s, however, in search of better opportunities, leaving steadily emptier villages behind them. Still, some families come back in the summer, some back because they want to die in a country where they were born. Chaikhana also covered the swan migration that occurred following a deadly landslide in 1987 that killed dozens of people in the mountains. While many homes were destroyed, Soviet policies also forced some people to move that did not want to. Many were moved from Svaneti to Udabno, hundreds of kilometers from lush forest to semi-desert. The move was celebrated by the Soviet government as a big patriotic project, enlisting many government agencies and people in Tbilisi to help. And the openness that came with Perestroika meant that the new arrivals were greeted with a mass baptism as well. However... This relocation came at a cost. The area had historically been populated by ethnic Azeris, and one reason the swans were moved so far was that the Georgian Soviet government wanted to ensure that border villages had large ethnically Georgian populations, and the Azeris were slowly being pushed out. When ethnic Azeris left the village in the 90s, some local groups destroyed their houses so that they couldn't come back. Forbes wrote about why Georgian wines are among the most unique on the planet, noting the recent popularity of Georgian wines, discussing some of the history of winemaking in the country, as well as apparently oft-told legends that in times past, soldiers wove a piece of grapevine into the chainmail protecting their chest so that when they died in battle, a vine sprouted not just from their bodies, but from their hearts. They credited an American with the resurgence of quality winemaking, Um, and briefly profiled two French winemakers, only naming one Georgian winemaker uh, as a partner with the American. The author did not speak to any Georgians. All this stuff to read is posted on the forum. This week's dive bar number is seven. The depth in meters, approximately 23 feet of snow, sometimes found in the Caucasus' snowiest snowiest area near Russia's Mount Achishko. On the 14th, this uh, announcement, the, on the 14th, a lecture entitled Historical Philosophical Context of Human Alienation in Existentialism and Absurd Drama will be presented by Eastern Europe University Professor and Samuel Beckett Association member Inga Zhenti at 7 p.m. at Tbilisi's Bookhouse on Bakterioni. On the 15th, the Astronomy Club of Georgia is hosting an astronomy evening in Tbilisi's old hippodrome at 7 p.m. where anyone can come and look at celestial objects with a telescope and discuss astronomy and science. Weather's bad, the event will be held the next day. Also on the 15th, you can check out Tbilisi's nascent goth scene at Killer Manson's performance at Bar 100 Rotgen at 8 p.m. Admission is free. On the 16th, the nature conservation organization Sabuko will host a meeting on how to decorate trees to help birds survive in the winter. You will learn how to make a feeder and about what to put in it. The event is from 11 to, 12, to 2 p.m. They... Uh, they'll meet in the parking lot near Lisi Lake. Check Sabuco's Facebook page or call 577-632541 for more information. On the 18th, the Tbilisi Folklore Center will host an event called Get to Know Pankizi, uh, which aims to combat stereotypes by introducing people to the area through learning some words of Vainachi language, wearing local clothes, learning to make local dishes while listening to Keist music. The event begins at 7 p.m. 
International Organization for Migration, uh, Georgia's Global Migration Film Festival, runs through the 18th with films on various aspects of migration every day at the Amidani Cinema in Tbilisi. Screenings are free. Seating is limited, but you can reserve seats and get free popcorn by emailing iomtbilisi at iom.int. Go check those out. There are a lot of really good movies. Just go past uh, Amidani right below uh, Pilarmonia. Tbilisi's Wine Factory Number 1 is hosting an art and design night market uh, on the 20th beginning at 7 p.m. where one can purchase holiday gifts while drinking wine, listening to music at this new format party market. Georgian Booksellers and Publishers Association Book Fair begins in Tbilisi on the 21st at the National Library at 11 a.m. Most Georgian publishers will have books for sale with discounts on old and new editions and various associated events. The classic... The Classical Music Center present, presents classical music in alternative environments from the 18th through the 24th at the Georgia National Museum. Different nights will feature Christmas music, chamber music, piano music, and the Tbilisi State Chamber Orchestra. Tbilisi's Patara Gallery exhibition, I Exist When You Were Here, Where You Never Were, I Can Never Be, is on display through the 10th of January. Leah Bagrationi's exhibition of Mad Tea Party runs at the Tbilisi History Museum through the 20th of January examines interactions of randomness, visibility, memory, and clay. The exhibition Red Terror and Georgian Artists opens at the Georgian National Museum this week, will be on display through the 1st of March. It explores the creativity of artists impacted by Stalin's repression, general art trends in Georgia in the 30s and 40s. Students at Batumi State University are collecting books to donate to children's homes and other institutions on the 19th from 1 to 6. They can be dropped off in the second block Fourth floor foyer, call 551-800-868 or 577-309841 for directions or more information. The Batumi Free Space is recruiting volunteer waiters for their project, which is a cafe that provides equal access to people with disabilities. They have only they have the only disabled access bathroom outside of very fancy hotels in Georgia, as well as space for meetings and performances. They're trying to develop a healthy culture of social responsibility and volunteerism in Georgia. If you don't want to volunteer, it's also a great place to have a cup of coffee or very cheap ham and cheese sandwich. They will very kindly let you know that there's alcohol in an Irish coffee um, if you try to order one before noon. That's it for this week. My Twitter address is at TXTBUK. Our email is feelpod at gmail.com or post the form on our website, www.feelpod.com. And we will finish with, from Melbourne, Australia, from 2008, this is Gabriela Chilmi's Warm This Winter. <laughs>